In the present, there is constant change, and so much we cannot control. If you try to micromanage it all, you lose even greater control in the long run. The answer is to let go and move with the chaos that presents itself to you. From within it, you will find endless opportunities that elude most people. The greatest fear people have is that of being themselves. They want to be 50 Cent or someone else. They do what everyone else does, even if it doesn't fit where and who they are. These two quotes are from the 50th Law, awesome book by Robert Greene about 50 Cent. What I like about those two quotes and the way they work together is that by putting, to, putting them together in that way, I'm able to acknowledge that, one, the world is a chaotic place. And the irony of it is that as it becomes more chaotic, the more people try to take hold of it and make sense of it. And what they're very likely to do when there's chaos is to try and mirror what other people are doing. What they do is they look for a roadmap. And the fact is that there is no roadmap. And what worked for somebody else is very unlikely to work for you. So, kind of ironically, in that spirit, I'm going to be answering some questions that people submitted to me yesterday. And I hope that as I answer these questions, you judge them against your own intuition, that you don't simply take them as gospel because there is no gospel, and that you take it more as a compass than a roadmap. So, the first one I'm going to answer is from Avery, and her question was about how to build a good template for Facebook paid posts. And I think, first of all, you have to decide what do you want, right? What, what action are you trying to get these people to take? And who are they, right? Are they people who are already familiar with you and what you're doing and they're already kind of signed on? Or are they people who don't know you yet, right? And you're trying to grow your audience. So first, I think deciding what you want is important. The rest of this is irrelevant if you don't know what you want them to do. Once you decide what you want, you have to create a compelling story and then use as few words as possible to introduce that story to your audience. So this is you creating the copy for whatever your post is going to be. Uh, you can get away with a little bit more when you're cultivating your existing audience because they already like you. Uh, but if you're trying to grow your audience, it's different. They don't give a shit about you. Um, and they will have a big, they'll have barriers when it comes to being advertised to. So if you pop out the gate and you say, hey, we posted a new song, or hey, we've got like shirts, or we're playing a show, like people who are, this is their first interaction with you, they don't fucking give a shit, right? So the best thing to do with people you're trying to grow your audience into is to start off by telling them a story and doing that as concisely as possible. So you start with 
um, start with really attractive copy. Like, it, what you want to do is have it be concise, be short, and be kind of a hook into the um, longer um, time frame story that you're trying to tell them, right? You got to get their interest first. Think of it kind of like a, a headline, right? You want it to grab the attention. So come up with a batch of those kinds of whatever phrases, even like one sentence is going to be ideal, I think. And then you put a bunch of, well, you basically gather together a bunch of visual content that is kind of the next step in that story. So we're talking still images, we're talking um, still images, but as slides, uh, video, of course, you compile all that stuff together, right? Trying to just, again, tell whatever story that you're trying to tell. And then the next step is you throw those two things together. You throw the copy that you wrote and the visual assets you compiled. You combine them in different ways and mix it all up. And then you post those as paid ads with very modest budgets and then you analyze the results you know i i think what we have to be conscious of is sort of what i mentioned in the beginning is that there's no roadmap for this you know what's going to work for me is not necessarily going to work for you so what you have to do is start down the path of learning what works for you what are you good at you know, you want to like, because maybe I'm really good with words. I'm, I'm great with words. But as far as the visuals and stuff like that, I'm not as good. And I believe in doubling down on your strengths versus trying to make up for your weaknesses, especially if you don't have a team where maybe somebody else is strong where you're weak. So if you're relying on yourself, just double down on what you're already good at. And you're going to know that certainly better than me. So leverage that as much as you can. But this sort of test and optimize approach is so much a part of my strategy because what works today might not work tomorrow. And equally as important as the results that you get today is you building an intuition and a skill set around this so that you can judge ideas against that intuition in the future. So create your own template based off of what you're good at, and what resonates best with your audience. Next question. Clemen, how should I approach a new release with my band? We have an EP upcoming. I had to get some clarification from him because I wanted to know whether or not singles were going to be a part of the release strategy. And he told me, yeah, there's going to be some singles. So what I would do is I'm big on like creating milestones and then documenting your progress toward those milestones so what i would do is treat each single release like a milestone and then create content that leads up to um in this case the mile the release of that single would be the milestone so you would create content that's like um, talks about the writing process or 
um, the recording process or what the song means to you, yada, yada, yada. All those, all those ideas that, you know, the uh, most enthusiastic member of your band pitches and then everybody kind of poo-poos. I'm saying do that stuff, right? So come up with content like that. Use that as a way to sort of um, scale into the release of the next single and then do that over and over, each time sort of giving this story up to this next release. Next, on a broader time frame, be releasing content about the album as a whole. And this, of course, will involve paid ads, and I think it should also involve you um, collecting emails and or collecting messenger contacts so getting them to connect with your pages messenger if you haven't set up many chat yet you should because you'll start getting all of these people who have subscribed to your well kind of subscribe to your messenger and then when you start having these releases come out you can broadcast it to um everybody at once and I'm not going to say it bypasses the algorithm, algorithm, but it's a different communication mechanism where like 100% of what you send out through Messenger will get delivered. And then I think I have like a 90-something percent um, open rate on Messenger. So it's a hell of a lot more effective than trying to keep everybody educated through, um, through their Facebook feed, you know? Because you don't... I mean, on top of that too, I mean, on top of it being more effective, it's also free. So. That's what I would do. Create short stories that lead up to the release of... Damn it, I keep hitting that. Short stories that lead up to the release of each single. Collecting emails however you can. Maybe sort of referring back to what I told Avery to do. Collecting people's information up you know, at each sort of stage. And then, like I said, on a broader time frame, be talking about the EP release. Then after that, you have to think about, okay, well, what's the next milestone? The next milestone after that is probably a release show of some kind. And then you document your progress towards that release show. And I'll say it's more important to be entertaining than be factual with this. So even though you guys might not necessarily be, you know, rehearsing several times a week for the show, it doesn't hurt to take a bunch of photos and then schedule the release of that content throughout the week. I mean, you don't necessarily have to say, oh, hey, we're rehearsing today, fucking whatever, but be smart about how you're releasing the content. But ideally, if you guys are, you know, really working hard and you're actually preparing for that show, somebody should be working on something every day. Just get them to snap a photo or take a video or whatever. Drop that maybe into like Google Drive or if you use Dropbox, have them drop that into Dropbox. And then whoever's managing your social media content will release that however they see fit. That's what I would do. And of course, leveraging paid ads is going to be big, but also having a focus on the story you're telling and collecting the emails and the messenger contacts is, in my opinion, it's vital because it's so much more effective than paying to reach your audience through their feeds. Oh, something I should say too. Uh, I talk about daily content a lot. And when it comes to the documentation whether it's sort of on the short time scale which is like releasing each song or on the broader time scale 
don't overthink it. It's more important for you to show up and talk and build relationships than for you to have something that's like got a super high production quality. It would be better for you to show up every day with shitty content than for you to show up once a week with like good content because shitty is subjective. Like what you think is boring, what you think is sort of mundane your number one fan is fascinated by, you know, think about if your favorite band every day showed up to give you a window into the behind the scenes of the band, you would probably like that. Even if it wasn't all like three point lighting and high level cinematography, you'd be like, okay, this is, this is cool. So I think we're a lot harder on ourselves than we need to be because there's somebody out there. If you're doing good stuff, like there's somebody out there who loves what you're doing and showing up every day to serve those people is just a good idea because it's those people who care about you and don't need the production quality to stay tuned that are going to make your career long term because they're the ones you're actually building genuine relationships with. If people just show up every time you make something huge, those people I think they tend to be lower quality audience members because they tend to be very much about like them and what they want and they only very rarely seem to be about supporting you so i think it pays to be thinking about who you're talking to and you know just be a little bit less critical of what you're putting out right i think it it, that a lot of that is rooted in insecurity and feeling like you know what you have isn't good enough but the truth is like if somebody really likes you, certainly anything is better than nothing. Okay, so um, Marcus asked about Bandcamp versus SoundCloud, pros and cons of each, and the best one to build a lasting fan base, in my opinion. Um, okay, so some of the cons of SoundCloud is that if you're not in like rap and hip-hop and that kind of scene, uh, the audience may or may not be there for your genre, right? If you're playing death metal or if you're playing, you know, indie acoustic stuff, I mean, your audience is most likely not there. I mean, the the term SoundCloud rappers is so widely understood that it's, if it's that obvious, um, it's just something to take into account, right? So one, maybe the culture isn't there for your type of music. There are a lot of bots on SoundCloud. The monetization on SoundCloud is kind of complicated, maybe overly complicated, especially if the people who tend to like you aren't there. Uh, The pros are, I mean, if you're a rapper, then your community's there and you might do well. I mean, again, like I said, SoundCloud rappers, that's a thing that pretty much most people in music have heard before so if you're good it very well might be the place for you it's a good place to post things that aren't quite finished the culture that is there they're okay with things being like rough drafts where i think on Bandcamp, by the time it gets to Bandcamp, it probably needs to be at least some version of a finished product. You know, you may do different versions, but it needs to be pretty damn good by the time it gets to. They're less, let me say, they're less forgiving when it comes to things not being good on Bandcamp because people just won't buy it. Um, with Bandcamp, some of the cons are the, the biggest con that I've seen is 
Bandcamp doesn't have much for community functions. People, as far as I know, are not really using Bandcamp for discovery, where on SoundCloud, discovery is more of a feature. Again, but if your audience isn't there to begin with, then it doesn't really matter because they're not discovering anybody there because they're not there. But that one drawback of Bandcamp, it seems to me that it's unlikely that many people will discover you there. If they did add community functions to Bandcamp, I think it would be better. But right now, it just isn't there. But I think to be fair, like, it's difficult to compare both platforms, right? I mean, Bandcamp is, it's like a store for official releases, where SoundCloud, it's more quick, you know, single tracks, demos, that kind of stuff. It's more of a social network than Bandcamp is. So what I would say, just to cover your bases, try both, analyze the results, and then just decide if it's something that was good for you. That's the only thing I can say, but those are the pros and cons, at least the top line pros and cons that I can think of. Okay, so Eric asked, how concise does a band's image slash aesthetic need to be? I think there's different levels. For me, I like to see bands that have solid photography and who have good recordings as far as like pillar content. So like your uh, profile photo, uh, your cover photo. I think both of those things need to be good. Having photographs of you that are flattering that maybe you you know hired a good photographer to come in and take photos of you of your show whatever i think having some of that in there is super useful it helps certainly level up people's perception of you but i am far less critical of daily content than i than i am of like pillar content like profile photos and cover photos and that kind of stuff when it comes to daily content just show up, right? Just show up and be you. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have, I'm not looking for perfection in day-to-day interactions. I'm just looking for who are you? Do I like you? Are you communicating your why? Do I care about that why? So I'm far less critical of daily content, but I think having your sort of top line content squared away is useful. If it's tacky or it looks crappy, it just the first impression matters, right? Because we make permanent assumptions based off of those first impressions. And it takes a lot to come back from making a bad first impression. So I think that it matters, but it matters different amounts for different pieces of your overall image. Oh, okay, he, he went on. It's a couple months after an album release. No new material coming anytime soon. What do you think are good ways to see some new numbers? Um, creating daily content is huge. I, I've said two to seven pieces of content per day. That helps a lot because you're showing up every day in front of your audience. Now, that being said, you don't have a new release coming up, but you should have something that you're working towards, right? If you're being active, if you're being serious, you should have things coming up that are um, that you're working toward or else... I mean, it's hard to get your numbers up if you're not doing shit, right? If you're not actually doing any work, then it's hard to kind of drive those numbers up unless you're going to lean really, really heavily on paid ads, which is fine if you have the money for it. Cool. Uh, but if you want to do it, to do it um, inexpensively, then the, um, 
the way to drive up numbers is just by showing up every day and being entertaining and telling a really good story and then using your personal pages to help start building up your own personal brand so that people will give a shit when your band does release something that matters if you show up every day to be entertaining and have interesting conversations and create stuff that's like brand appropriate for you and your project that can also help a lot too because certainly my reach on my personal facebook is a lot better than my page and since i haven't really dove into doing paid ads on my page yet i make an attempt to at least have the personal page feed the business page kind of that that's what i would do show up every day leverage the use of your personal account but be smart about it like nobody wants a fucking sales pitch nobody wants to be advertised to if you're being obvious about it people will just start to tune you out So just show up every day to be entertaining, to be interesting, to strike interesting conversations, to tell a good story. And that's a really great way to uh, drum up your numbers. You know, go figure. If you bring value to others and you make them think and you entertain them, your audience will grow.